1: On this episode of Narcissist Apocalypse, we talk with an abuse survivor named Montana. And Montana was in a relationship with a cheating narcissist. It's a story being sold a future with a partner that always had one foot out the door. And now, before we get to our episode with Montana, I just want to first thank everyone in the Narcissist Apocalypse community for listening to the show and sharing your thoughts by email, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Also, a reminder, if you have not left us a review on whatever podcast service you use, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, CastBox, etc., etc., please leave us a five-star written review as it helps out the show when it comes to rankings. Now, if you haven't been to our website recently, please do go there. If you want to be part of our show, go to NarcissistApocalypse.com. At the top of the page, it says guest form. Click on that button, fill out the form, and we will go from there. If you have not received an email from me, please do go check your junk mail. and Because I'm pretty much caught up on all my emails. So please check your junk mail, and I'll probably be in your junk mail box. And we will go from there. So go to NarcissistApocalypse.com. Top of the page, click guest form, send me your email, and we'll go from there. And what else do I have on my list here today? Also at our website, com slash courses. Yes, we are ho- offering high-conflict parenting courses that can be found at NarcissistApocalypse.com slash courses. We have partnered with an online parenting company called Online Parenting, and many of the courses we are offering were created by Bill Eddy, and if you've listened to our episode last year with a divorce lawyer named Helen, you'll know that Bill Eddy is an expert in dealing with these individuals in court, and he's now helped create many parenting courses to help you through divorce and to help support your children, too. These courses are the most widely recognized recognized courses by family courts across The country. So if you want to support the show and are looking for guidance, please do go to narcissistapocalypse.com slash courses. And what else do I have on my list here today? Oh, we have a Patreon. Yes. You want to hear episodes that never made it to air, follow up episodes with former guests, and much, much more. Melissa and I have a lot of conversations on uh, that show. We do reviews. We've reviewed uh, some Soprano stuff. We reviewed uh, Fiona Apple. We talked about a lot of stuff. We even talked about Degrassi Junior High because um, there was an episode on Degrassi Junior High when I was young that had to do with uh, physical abuse, emotional abuse, uh, which was a great episode. Anyway, if if you want to support the show, come to our Patreon. Be a patron of our Patreon at patreon.com slash Apocalypse. And last thing before we go to our show, I created a new Instagram channel last week. Oh, I debuted it. I've been working on it. And you can go to Instagram, and our new channel is called Chums. It's a friend spoof using a friend's Lego set. So you can find it on Instagram at at the the hashtag, or or not the hashtag, but the actual channel is called This Week on Chums, and Chums is spelled C-H-U-M-S. And we've renamed all the characters. We've given them a myriad of mental health problems, including the character named Boss, who is a covert narcissist. And he is just the worst, everyone. He is the worst. It took me about six hours just to build the Lego set itself. So please do go there and follow the channel. It is called This Week on Chums. It's on Instagram. Please follow us. And now, enough about me and my channels on Instagram. It's time for me to get it out of my way, your way. Here is my conversation with Montana. Welcome to Narcissist Apocalypse, everyone. With me today, I have Montana. How are you, Montana?
0: I'm good. How about you?
1: I am good. So I'm not going to do any bit of rambling. I'm just going to get out of my way and your way. The floor, Montana, is now yours.
0: Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know where to begin. Um, so this um so it looks like with my ex narcissist, it looks like we met in two thousand fifteen when I started my um my new job. And it looks like um I was a frontline associate and he was actually my lead. So I know when I um, when I first met him, I, I really didn't want to, you know, have any type of involvement with him, but he seemed like the typical nice person that, you know, everyone at work was like, oh, this guy is so great, and, you know, he dresses well, and, um, you know, he has a, a son that he's always talking about, so I guess that, that kind of captured my interest at first. Um And then it looked like, fast forward, actually, when I started my position, um, I got promoted to a lead position like his, so I thought in my head, oh, maybe this is, you know, a good way to actually personally know him a little bit more, Um, because there was just something that drove me to knowing about him. And so... From there, he pretty much asked me, "Oh, um, you know, now that we're in the same position, we should probably exchange numbers." And I was like, "Oh, sure." So we exchanged numbers, and I remember, you know, for like eight months, it was just pretty much just texting back and forth about each other's days and and so on. Um, but I found it odd. I remember after that, um, he kept telling me. So I'm kind of getting bored with my position and I think I need to kind of step down of my leadership role. And I'm like, well, you know, I guess if there's something you want to do in the future, I think that may be a good idea. And I probably should have taken that as a red flag because he's like, yeah, I do get bored from my positions quite often. Um, so remember, he ended up transferring to another department and we kind of lost touch from there. And... Then all of a sudden, I know I did find out he was talking to someone else at work. And one of my friends said, Yeah, it looks like he just asked for her number one day. And, you know, basically they're talking, but I know she doesn't really like him. So when I found out, I was texting him and I said, Oh, so, you know, word is that you're speaking to so and so. And, he's like, well, yeah, she's just a friend, you know, like you, but, you know, she's just good company and good to talk to. So I kind of left him alone for a couple of months just because of that. And it looks like later down the road, um, he told me, yeah, you're so right. She was a complete waste of my time, and I really want to give us a chance to work out. And I said, okay, so, you know, We started talking once
1: again so during the initial talking phase with him um, you were not just talking about work you were talking about uh, your personal lives and was there um, I guess exchanges of romantic interest in that or were you kind of friends during that period and um, really getting to know each other
0: I think it was a little bit of both, which is why I felt really comfortable with him at first is because we kind of had, or so I thought, that friendship level to talk about anything. And he would always compliment me at work saying, oh, you know, you look so pretty today. And, um, you know, he would tell me about his future, that if he had, you know, if he was involved with someone, he, um, you know, would want to get married because he was uh, cheated on in his previous marriage. And, you know, of course, hearing that, you feel so sorry for the person. And I'm like, you know, I'm so sorry. I can actually relate to that, too. And um so, yeah, basically, you know, telling me he wanted all these things in the future. He also told me when I asked him, I said, you know, is having a kid, something that you would want in the future as well, because I know he already had a son from his ex-wife and he said, Oh, absolutely. I would be open to, you know, another kid. Um, so I said, oh, okay. So this is probably someone that, you know, I could build a future with. So, you know, that's the only reason I kind of stayed around to keep talking to him, but absolutely.
1: And, also within those initial conversations uh for 8 months uh besides i guess uh having a shared future view uh did uh did you disclose other things uh about yourself where i guess he showed common interest or empathy towards that that um Uh, he would eventually kind of use against you and uh, with his own story like what was his uh, I guess upbringing did he bring up like his past besides his uh, wife where you guys um, bonded over certain things
0: yeah I would say one of the main things was that you know I kind of opened up to him that you know I I got married very early and you know it was my high school sweetheart, and we ended up getting divorced, um, you know, because he was very uh, abusive um, physically, and he, you know, was like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry to hear that, you know, even though I didn't go through that physically, I went through, um, you know, my ex-wife cheating on me, and he just went into details as to, um, you know, it's someone he was with for a very long time and you know he never got the closure he needed from it and you know he's just trying to be that type of person to where he cannot look at all the women that same way and I said you know I'm the same way with men in general so you know I'm hoping in the future I can find someone that that won't make me feel like that and you know that's a really good person so I think that's kind of like where the love bombing kind of started, like, oh, I would never do that to you, and, you know, I'm the type of person that I I like to secure a future, and, I you know, I I see this as, like, a good path for us because we just have so much in common. Um, I even opened up to him about my parents, um, you know, because his aren't divorced, mine are, Um, but my dad was also a narcissist, and, you know, I told him just a lot of things that I had to go through with him. Um, growing up and, you know, constantly being in a different relationship every couple of months and me and my sister being dragged into that and, and kind of confused as to what happened to the previous person. So, um, you know, and he told me, yeah, I, you know, I can never be like that. So I guess those were, those were very personal things I shared with him at the time.
1: So even, so at this point, Uh, even though you're not even in a romantic relationship and you are just really good friends sharing intimate details, you're pretty much sold on him as far as, um, sharing your values, um, feeling like you're seen and heard, um, and, um, you know, being able to see a future together and wanting a future together. Like that's kind of, even though you're not together, that's kind of what's already been sold to you. Would you say that's fair?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. At that point, definitely. I thought, you know, from there because of as much as we've shared together and, you know, this is something I can really, if things worked out, you know, he'd be the type of person I can come come home to and just, you know, share any type of bad day I was having and he would just be there to listen to me. And that's, How he made me feel at this time absolutely Mm -hmm.
1: so after you uh confronted uh him about the person he was talking to or texting with uh what happened after that
0: um so yeah basically you know because he kept telling me you know it's just a friendship thing and i want to see how it goes and you know i said okay um you know, I'm a little confused, but, you know, if that's what you want to do, like, you know, I'm all supporting you and in, in your happiness. And he said, but, you know, that doesn't mean we still don't have to talk. And I said, well, you know, I'm the type of person that, it, especially that, like, if you need to reach out to me, you know, please do, but I'm not going to, like, linger around and you know, chase you because I'm definitely not that type of person. And he said he understood. So, you know, kind of from there, I would say we went without texting for at least two months until he kind of ran into me one day in one of our break rooms and was asking how I'm doing and, you know, trying to catch up with my life and, um, you know, kind of like starting all over again in a sense. So um, I asked him, I said, you know, how did it turn out with her? And he's like, yeah, just, it wasn't working out. Like I found out she was trying to talk to someone else. And, you know, I gave this girl something for Christmas. And it's funny because I remember I, you know, I had access to me and her were friends on Instagram and Facebook. And I saw that one day and I saw the note that he gave her. And it was just so forthcoming on his feelings saying, oh, you know, So, and so, like, I have all these feelings, and I didn't think I could feel again, and, you know, you've changed my life for the better, and, you know, Merry Christmas to you and your family. And I remember seeing that, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, you've just known this person for a couple of months, and you're kind of, like, already saying how much they've changed your life in such a short amount of time. It just didn't make any sense to me, and I was, like, so confused at that point.
1: Did you, did, did you feel when he put that on, um, that, you know, you you thought maybe you were going down that path yourself and did you feel ill, not ill, that's a bad word. Uh, did you feel upset that, um, at that point that you guys were hitting it off and then it kind of disappeared and he had moved on? Did you see that as a possible pattern, uh, yet?
0: You know, it's funny because it it, it was just like a so-in-the-moment feeling that I was like, maybe I should have taken this as a sign, but I'm like, you know, he's a single guy, you know, maybe he's just trying to see who's a better fit. So I was really trying not to take it personal upon myself, like, you know, why was it that he ended up talking more to this person than me? And I probably should have at the time, but I was like, you know, if I do act that way, maybe things will never work out again. So I kind of just kept to myself about my feelings. But, yeah, I remember for for like a week, I was just like, what the hell, like trying to think of all these scenarios as to how he, you know, because even though we were still friends, I was like, well, you know, he could have at least told me Merry Christmas or like gotten me something, you know, even if it's a card, Um, but nothing but yeah, I just found that so weird, and um, it looks like he even tried leaving her a couple of like wink face notes on her desk. And I was just like, "Yeah, this is just kind of weird and creepy at the same time." I don't know, but never thought anything of it at the time.
1: So you said something, uh, which is you kept your to yourself about your feelings before this relationship started when it comes to voicing your opinion or or feelings um uh did you ever have trouble with that it, were you like were your needs like throughout life met and did you have trouble voicing uh, your opinion and it being uh, shut down or uh was that something you had an issue with at the time or no
0: Time. It's funny because he kind of understood how I felt, but I can tell you later as things progressed, I was constantly undermined as to why I'm feeling a certain way, and you know that I'm going to the extreme. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not listening to what he's saying. Um, you know that I'm insecure about how I feel. Uh, but yeah, at the time kind of was open and listened and was like, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'll, I'll do a better job at changing that. So two completely different people. Yeah.
1: So, um, I railroaded, railroaded you there. So I think we were at, uh, the, um, uh, I guess after the messages.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah sorry. I, I, I
1: screwed up there. I, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, but no, after, yeah, so the message is no, he was, um, you know, he was pretty understanding of, I I mean, I opened up to him a little bit about how I felt about the situation that I was kind of, you know, someone was picked over me type thing, but that it was just a talking slash dating stage. So I, you know, I, I shouldn't be like, so on top of it. And if it didn't work, it didn't work. And he's like, no, I understand, but, you know, I, I want to keep working at this because, you know, we just have so much in common and I don't want to lose you, is what he told me at the time. So, um, so it looks like from there, um, you know, we became official, like, right around October of 2017. And um, that's when I actually was living on my own and that's kind of like where the arrangement started where I'm like, Oh, you know, do you live at home or, you know, do you live by yourself? And, um, he's like, no, I've been living with my parents for the past like five to six years because my dad has had all the surgery going on and I want to be, you know, the son that I'm supposed to be and and help him and care for him. So I was like, Oh, you know, that's, that's genuine. That's, you know, cool. And, um, he's like, plus, you know, with my son, Uh, you know, until I have some more secure grounds for him, like, I don't, you know, I plan on just staying here with my parents. So I was like, oh, okay. Didn't really think anything much of it. So as I had my own place, you know, I noticed he started coming over more and more throughout the week and he would pretty much eventually, he ended up kind of, I would say like speeding things up and he's like, you know, if you want, I can start staying with you like throughout the week. And then when I have my son on the weekends, I can just bring them back to my parents. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, no harm in that, just to see how things would be, you know, if we were to actually live together. And so it was funny because I remember this situation kind of clearly where I didn't have Internet service for a day. And he had his gaming computer, which, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, typical guy that likes gaming on his computer and plays playstation and all that stuff and you know i'm I'm like a a part of a guy's everyday life so he's like yeah we can watch something on amazon prime and there's like this really good movie that came out and we should watch it so i'm like oh okay cool so i'm kind of like sitting with him on the couch and he's opening up his computer and he's like oh before that he's like you know since we're kind of talking about like our last coolest vacation, like, I went to Brazil a couple of years back, and he's like, I think I still have some pictures from the trip. So as he's going into his um, pictures, I see all these porn shots that are just on there. And I remember, like, at that time, because I was next to him, I froze. I'm like, oh, my God, what the hell do I say? How do I react? Like, and I remember I was like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, just put his face to just like panicked immediately. And he's like, it's not what it is. He's like, it's, you know, during my single days. And I, I forgot I still had this in here. So it kind of ruined the whole night. And I was like, yeah, I just think you should go home and, you know, just let me be for tonight. And I remember again him, you know, calling and texting me and harassing, saying that, you know, please don't believe what I saw, that, you know, it was during his single days and eventually he's like, yeah, and, and, you know, I deleted them for your um, security of knowing things and remember when I called him back that day, I'm like, well, so when was that dated, like, those shops and everything and he's like, oh, Oh, no, because I already deleted it because in my head, I'm like, well, if it was recently, you know, because things are timestamps, but so I never had the, the closure from that, so I was like, you know what, let me just move on from it because, you know, what guy doesn't? So I didn't think anything much of it at first either. Um, but, yeah, that, that was kind of weird. And so years later, um, he was like, so, you know, now that my son is more involved with you, because I eventually ended up meeting his son, he says we should move into something that, um, where he would have his own room. And I agreed to it. I said, "Yeah, absolutely." So my dad at the time had a rental house that you know I was able to rent from, and all three of us moved in, and that's kind of when I started noticing just like weird patterns from him, like he you know was pretty much playing with his computer all day all night, um, you know he had a very bad uh drug problem like with weed he would just smoke like at all hours of the day um to the point of falling asleep so you know I would ask him a lot you know it's kind of hard you opening up to me on your feelings like you know what's going on and you know things like that and he would always tell me just nothing that that actually calms him down and he's you know smoked in the past and You know, it's something that he thinks I would be comfortable with him around, and I said, okay, I mean, I guess, but I didn't really know about this prior, so I didn't, you know, I I didn't criticize or anything like that, and, um, you know, I just noticed more and more we stopped going out in public, and, you know, he would want to just stay at home, and he would always say, you know, just from the stress at work, I just want to, you know, relax, so... You know, pretty much we just ended up, other than, like, an anniversary or my birthday, we really didn't go out. You know, my friends would always ask me, um, you know, I want to meet this guy. And every time I would try to make plans, you know, for them to meet, he was always like, I have a headache or I'm not feeling well or, you know, I'm fat. I don't like the way I'm looking lately. So I would suggest, you know, let's go bike riding. Like, we live in a nice area where you can actually take advantage of that. And it, it was always an excuse. I even think we had a gym membership open for, like, a year, and we only went once together because he he would just never want to go. So, yeah, I just started seeing, like, these really weird patterns. And then towards the end of living there, I remember one day him and I were on a lunch break and um, because we would coordinate that a lot since we worked in, in different departments. And he said, you know, I'm I'm not feeling well today. And I could tell he was kind of crying. And I said, you know, what's wrong? Is everything okay? Like, you know, because I feel like there's something wrong with you. And he's like, well, I don't want you to think wrongly of the situation or that I have feelings for this person. But I just found out that my ex-wife um, is actually engaged to her fiancé. And I was like, okay, um, so why are you crying? And he's like, well, just for the fact that my son is going to now have to call this new person, like, their stepdad. But, you know, I'm, I'm just, I don't know how to react to this situation. And I thought that was kind of weird So, I'm like, I can understand if you have feelings about that. But to be crying, I just, you know, I didn't get it. And um, I remember, too, like... He would talk a lot about his ex, too, to me, like, especially when I kind of showed him, like, my tattoos or wanting to get a tattoo. He would, like, say, oh, yeah, you know, my ex has that same type of tattoo, like, in the same area or something. So from there, I was kind of thinking, well, maybe, I don't know, he may still have feelings for his ex, but that's just my opinion, Um
1: so he was, all, was he always, was he comparing you to her uh, even without the tattoos and other ways as well?
0: Yeah, like, um, you know, we would talk about events coming up and I would say, yeah, you know, like the Sunset Music Festival is coming up and I'm probably going to go with one of my friends since, you know, he does, I told him he doesn't like to go out in public or like in large crowds and he's like, oh yeah, um, my ex goes to that all the time and I wouldn't be surprised if he'd see her there and, you know, she used to love going to that stuff too. And I'm like, okay, but yeah, he would mention um, her a lot in just different scenarios. And I just always had that in the back of my head. I'm like, I feel like he just still has some type of feelings for her. Like it just doesn't make any sense.
1: And how are you being treated in this time? Are you being devalued in in, in ways, or um, is everything at this point still kind of uh, calm?
0: I Things were still kind of calm. Um, like, yeah, he didn't really act a certain way towards me. I just know when him and I just had concerns about the way he was feeling, um, it was like, you know, picking teeth, I almost felt like. Like, he was just really, it was really hard for him to express his feelings, and I was kind of like, you know, because he really had nothing to complain about at the time. So in my head, I said, you know, just, I don't like, you know, we usually don't get into those conversations unless it's something I see personally where he's just really quiet. But, um, you know, and, and things that I felt I had to address or say, he was you know, still being supportive, telling me, Oh, you know, I'll try to change that or or this and that. Um, you know, there are times where I would have conversations about his son if like something happened and, and he was like, you know we're like trying to, you know, co parent so, you know, I'm always gonna be able to work with you on that. So I yeah, he never really changed at that, that part. Okay. At all.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um where where I interrupted you again? So where 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 were we? Um,
0: About his act um, being engaged? In, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I kind of took it as okay, you know. I guess she's engaged. Like you know, we'll see what happens, and didn't think anything much of it. So kind of fast forward um, during that time when we were living together there. I remember another night, another episode of him crying, and, um, you know, I was like, hey, like, you want to talk? Like, I know there's something bothering you, and he was just very, 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 very quiet, and I said, you know, let's talk. Like, you know, please talk to me, and he pretty much said that his ex reached out, um, you know, because of their son, that pretty much she'll be moving out of where she's living with her fiancé because, you know, they kind of threw in the towel and they broke up. So there's going to be, like, arrangements, different arrangements made for him to have his son that week. And he's like, yeah, so I I just found out that they broke up and all this other stuff. And I really was like, okay, you know, I'm sorry to hear about that. But more so, he says right after you know, with everything going on and and just how I'm feeling lately with work, too, you know, I actually want to quit work tomorrow because I just can't handle the position, the stress, like the anxiety is just killing me. And mind you, he had a work-from-home position, so I was like, you know, so many people kill for the, for a position like that. I don't see where much anxiety would come from. And I just thought something so weird of the situation. So I'm like, well, you know, you can't quit without a backup plan. Like I support you and you wanting to have another job that maybe is not so stressful, but, you know, you can't just quit. Like we're living together, paying things together. And he just made the big deal of it. That's when I kind of just started seeing things change as far as the way he spoke to me. And he's like, well, why aren't you understanding what I'm telling you? Like I'm going to quit regardless tomorrow. And, you know, you being a supportive partner, you need to be there for me. And so I remember we got just into a heated argument. And I know it was a night that we had his son, and his son was sleeping. And I said, well, if you're going to keep talking to me like that, you need to, you know, get out. And, you know, your son can stay with me tonight, and you can come pick him up tomorrow. But, like, you're not going to fucking talk to me like that. And he ended up literally leaving that night with his son, and he actually ended up staying with his sister, um, for three months. So we technically were kind of broken up for three months because of that situation. And I remember at work, yeah, he put in his notice, quit. And in my head, I'm like, you know, how can someone just do that knowing we have shared responsibilities? And, you know, I was kind of struggling myself through those three months and, um, you know, and again, he was trying to talk, saying, you know, maybe we could have taken the situation differently, but, you know, he has to do what's with, in his best interest right now for his mental health. And I just still couldn't understand things. I said, mental health? Like, you've been at that company for years. It's just a different position. Like, I don't understand. Um, so later on, within those three months, You know, he kind of was getting, I guess, bored where he was staying at his sister's, and he ended up telling me, you know, like, I don't know if there's a way for us to get back to where we were, but, you know, in order to support your future, my future career, that what I want to do as a nurse and yours, you know, I think this is what we're going to have to do if we want to get back together. And I said... I mean, I understand because if it's something you kind of want someone to succeed in, like, I don't see the harm in in being there for that person. So I kind of said, I mean, as long as you have something that you're working, like, even if it's part-time, then, then yes, I'm fully supportive, but I'm not going to just support you and you're not working. And he said that's fine. But what's funny is, like, Months like currently, months when I had inquired about that situation, it looks like he actually ended up moving out because he thought him and his ex were going to actually work out. Um, from what I find out later on, so while we were broken up for those three months, he was trying to reach out to his ex, seeing if they can actually be together. And she, of course, you know, denied him and said no. So I don't know if that was a main factor. From, like, knowing now the situation, but
1: um, so it was just
0: really
1: funny. In a way, he took the opportunity to leave your home, to go to your sister's, in a way to have privacy to try and get this other relationship going, and then when that didn't work out, he came back. Exactly. So my question that I had, oops, I had a weird noise there. A question that I had is when you initially got together and he was at his parents' house, do you feel that coming to your place was a way for him to escape his parents' house and not because he really wanted to move in with you initially?
0: Absolutely, the more things now, I think that was kind of like, you know, an opportunity to kind of say, oh, you know, I can actually live with someone now, um, you know, have them pay most of the things or not pay anything at all, um, you know, kind of to test the waters. But definitely, you know, especially since that word that he likes to use where he gets bored easily, um, like, you know, maybe he was just bored at home and he just, you know, saw the opportunity for someone to be with, or you know, take advantage of, I should say, and and yeah, made that step to to try moving in with me really fast. So. so,
1: so, so in a way, all the way up to this point, is he's on really good behavior because he doesn't. He's got bored of a place, or maybe he wasn't getting along with his parents, um, and he needed a place to go. He's now with you. He's using you. And then he leaves again. He's getting bored, uh, stays with his sister, tries to get to one place, doesn't get there, comes back to you. So him being on his best behavior, in a way, it seems like uh, where he can just he's, he's maneuvering. It's like he's looking for something better. So he's staying in a good space most of the time um, behavior wise because he needs options. Is that a great way to put it? <laughs>
0: Oh, absolutely. You nailed it. Yep.
1: Okay. So he is now back with you. And I apologize again for doing the railroading.
0: Oh, no, it's okay. Absolutely. So, yeah, so at this point, um, you know, since we kind of, I wouldn't say like an arrangement, but it's something that we both agreed upon to keep moving forward together. um, You know, he's like, you know, and another thing, uh, you know, I feel like this area I wanted now that my ex-wife is broken up and she lives you know, the new place she got is in Newport, Ritchie. I want to see if we can maybe live out there. And in my head, I'm like, you know, that's a big adjustment for me because I, I've always, you know, been born into a certain area of of Tampa. So I said, well, you know, that may be a good thing because it will it, be far from work, but, you know, I can make the adjustment and... You know, he's like, and I can even add you on my son's um, pickup list, so, you know, you can pick him up from school, like, you know, everything you really wanted to be involved in, like, with co-parenting, like, you know, I'll make it happen for you, because I love you so much, and, you know, you're always willing to be there for me and, and help me, and, you know, so I said, okay, you know, it doesn't sound like there's any harm in anything, so we ended up moving into an apartment over out in that area, and, Things, you know, went well um, for a couple months, and he didn't really, like, change anything. You know, I mean, it was kind of still the same, you know, smoking himself away type thing. And, you know, but he ended up finding something part-time that he would always talk about, um, you know, that he enjoyed doing better than the corporate life. And, I mean, it was pretty much balleting. and I said, okay, I guess. You know, everyone's, you know, to teach his own, but, um, so he was okay there. That's what he was doing and working. And, um, but I still noticed the same pattern because I said to myself, you know, if I'm making all these sacrifices, I think it's time that, you know, you make me feel special. And I remember a couple of times he's like, well, how can I do that for you? And I said, well, I mean... You know, he's taking me out, like, planning things, and he's like, well, you know, every time we try to plan something, like, I just have a long day from work, but, you know, we'll plan something. So I think one day his idea of planning was just taking me to dinner and a movie, and I didn't complain about it. I was just like, okay, but, you know, I, I kind of expected more out of it, but I noticed, too, during that phase, he was just, like, very... um Like, he would – we would talk just about our normal day, and all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I can't wait to bang you later. So, I would get those messages, like, every other day. So, it's like he wanted specs, like, constantly. And I took it as a joke at first because I'm like, you know – I don't know how much someone can do in a week, but it's like you uh, would always, you know, make those insinuations, and I just kind of took that the wrong way. I'm like, I mean, obviously, is it that you're not getting enough, or, you know, or is it just a problem you have? So I, I was just confused. I'm like, I, I don't see how someone can ask for that, like, so many times a day. It was just weird. Um, but, yeah, so I remember at that point, he had his computer open a lot more and I think his son one day wanted to play a game so he gave me the password. So I don't know, I started getting these weird premonitions and stuff, so I you know, I was like, I don't I'm not the type to snoop around only if I have to. So I remember I was able to log in to his computer But I noticed, like, he may have either deleted a lot of stuff or I don't know what. So I'm like, I guess maybe the only thing I could find is, you know, his Google searches. So I went on his Google search, and a month prior to, you know, from the date that I was on there, he was looking up all these names through his Facebook, like actual friends. And, um, I remember seeing, you know, one name in particular and I'm like, oh, I think this is like one of his sister's friends or something that I think he said he may have talked to like a long time ago, but things just didn't work out. And in my head, I'm like, what the hell is he doing searching for her name? And I remember when I confronted him about it, it was like pretty random because we were talking about what we're going to do for the evening. And I said, you know, who's so-and-so. And he didn't reply. And so when he got home, I kind of got upset. I'm like, so who's this person? And he's like, well, why are you snooping around on my computer? And I said, "Um, because your laptop's open. I said, but again, who's this person? And he said, oh, that's just someone. He's like, I never searched any names. He's like, I don't go on Facebook. He's like, I haven't gone on in years and I don't know who searched for that name. I'm like, well, I'm not stupid. Like, you have to be the one to search it, you know? And he's like, you know, so I felt like we weren't going anywhere because most of our arguments, he would circle it back to me, and I was always confused. Like, how are we not going anywhere, you know? And he ended up just telling me, you know, I said, well, then swear, you know, that that that's not true, and he said he swore on his son, that he never searched for that name or any other name. So I, I just left it at that. And, you know, it was crazy.
1: Did, did you? So you were being uh, gaslit, and, and uh, pretty much you stopped com- or stopped uh, arguing because you just got tired. He tired you out.
0: Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I was just like, okay, I'll leave it at that. You know, just. I'm not gonna even snoop around anymore because I feel like every time I do or I find something out, he he just circles it back to me and makes me feel so stupid for confronting him about it. Or he always had, you know, something to to say to close the situation out and then just move on. So um so yeah, then around January of this year comes and you know, he's like, you know, for my son's ninth birthday, I wanna go ahead and take um to Colorado, you know, at least I can enjoy it, and my son can see snow, and I said, you know, that's, that's perfect, like, we haven't had, like, an actual trip out of state, you know, let's do it, so I remember at the time, he's like, you know, I can pay for the car rental, but, you know, I don't know if I can pay for everything else, and I want to make it so special for my son, so I felt bad, and I'm like, well, you know, obviously, I make a lot more than him, I said, so, you know, I could buy the tickets and, and take care of the hotel, but... You know, we tried to make the best of it, and he was like, "Oh, you know, like I can't believe like how wonderful you are, and like you know, when you get back, when we get back from the trip, like I want to make it up to you in a very special way." And I'm like, in my head, oh, maybe this means you know he'll get me like some type of promise ring or engagement ring or whatever the case may be. I just thought very positive from it. Um, but then right around the week or I should say that Saturday before flying out, I was feeling really, really, really sick um, at work. And I kind of told him, hey, like, you know, my boobs feel like I had a thousand knives, you know, on them. And I'm just feeling really weird. Like, I'm really concerned. And, um he's like, yeah, you should definitely get that checked out. That's weird. And he's like, are you throwing up or anything? I said, no, I just, I just get really dizzy throughout the day and distabbing stabbing pain. So I remember I made a really quick appointment to a breast specialist and, um, they're like, yeah, we think it may be something else just based on your symptoms, but you know, we'll do some blood work. And, um, literally that night he was like, so what did the doctor said, and they're like, nothing, they just have to come back with, you know, some blood results. So um, the very next day, I remember calling the nurse's office, and I'm like, hey, you know, I know I'm supposed to get my results back. Is there any update? And um, the receptionist is like, well, um, I think we do, but we have to have a nurse call you back. So I was already, like, hyped, and, and I was so anxious and nervous. So um, literally, a nurse calls me back, like, an, um, I would say an hour later. And tells me, oh, um, you know, just based on your results, it looks like you're pregnant. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, I remember my whole world just stopped for a minute. And um, she's like, you know, have you told anyone? And I'm like, I honestly didn't think the symptoms I had were of pregnancy. But, you know, I haven't told anyone. So in my head, I'm like, should I tell them in person? Should I text them? And I remember... At work, I was—I had to leave for the day because I couldn't think, you know, straight with the news, and so I texted him. I said, hey, the results came back, and I'm pregnant, and um, he didn't respond, and he, you know, it took him a while, and I'm, like, so nervous looking at my phone. I'm, like, what is he going to say? And he's, like, oh, wow. He's, like, that's, you know, surprising news, and I said, yeah, I know, and he's, like, well, do you want me to take the rest of the day off so we can talk at home? And I said, you know, sure, that'd be a good idea, because I already left for the day. Um, So when we got home, and we were just talking about it, Marky's he's like, yeah, you know, I don't know if this is something that we're ready for right now, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I I just want you to think about that. Like, I'm trying to pursue my dreams with school, and how how am I going to pursue my dreams with this news. And I'm like, uh, you know, we could find other ways around it. Like it's not the end of the world. Like people do it all the time. They, you know, go to school part-time. And he's like, well, you know, I just want us to think about it. So I remember that night, um, you know, his sister, cause we really didn't yeah, visit her a lot. Um, you know, when I wanted to, And she said, hey, why don't we go to to Cheddar's for the night, like, you know, just the three of us and the kids, or her kids. So I remember when we got there, in my head I'm like, you know, we haven't told anyone that I'm pregnant, so I don't want it slipping. And he said the same thing. He's like, let's not say anything to anyone right now until we figure it out. And I said, okay. So I remember when um, we were ordering, or they were ordering drinks, Both of them got, like, an alcoholic drink, and in my head I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't be drinking at this point with everything. And I remember he looked at me with, like, this face, and it's something I've never seen. And he says, why aren't you getting something? Like, why don't you, you know, you should get your favorite, you know, drink or, like, a Stella or something. And I kind of gave him a dirty look, like, saying, you know I'm pregnant. Like, why would I drink right now? And I just thought that that was just so weird of him to imply that. So I remember on the way home, he was like, are you, like, what's wrong? Like, you're very quiet. And I kind of said, you know, nothing's wrong. And he's like, well, tell me what's wrong. I said, I just didn't appreciate the statement you made at the table of pressuring me to drink because you know my situation right now. And he says, well, I don't see any harm in that if it's something we're not ready for. And I don't know why, you know, I was like, wow, what an asshole. Like, this is something I would never expect someone to tell me. Um, And it always just left a really bad taste in my mouth after that. But um, so days later, he um, had another conversation with me at home, and he's like, you know, whatever you decide to do, I'm completely supportive of it. If you want to keep the baby, you know, I will be here for you. Um, It's just adjustments we have to make, and it was very selfish of me, um, you know, initially with the thoughts that I had, so I'm very sorry. So at that point, I'm like, you know, maybe he just came to his senses, obviously, like, you know, something that I wanted him to realize, and, um, you know, at that point, I thought things were going to go great, like. You know, he's being a supportive partner. Maybe he's not being as selfish as he has been with me. And, you know, this is just something that was kind of like a miracle for for it to happen to me. So, you know, maybe he's he's just changed his way of thinking. And um, so basically we went to, he went to my second appointment with me. And I remember observing him that day, like when we had this monogram, he was, you know, crying and saying, you know, he can't believe, like, you know, what he's seeing that that is going to be a great experience. And, you know, even the doctors, when they met him in the room, were like, oh, you know, you have a great catch because he seems like he knows what he's doing. And he's like, yeah, I was married before, you know, I have a son, so I know all about this. And, you know, it, it was just, you know, it was funny seeing that now, like, you know, how everyone thought he was such a great person. Um, so... After that, um, I want to say it was closer towards the end of February. This was like after Valentine's Day. I remember him telling me he had a wedding to go to and that it's his best friend's wedding, and he's invited me for months to go with him. And I told him at the time, I said, well, you know, being that I'm pregnant now, you know, I don't know how much I can do because I'm in my first trimester, like, you know, to get my hair done and, and be around chemicals. And if I can't drink, like, I don't want to spoil it for you. And, um, I said, but you know, if you want your son to go, like, you know, have him go, he's like, Oh no, he's like, you know, cause I can't even afford like something nice for him to wear. Cause I have to, you know, rent my own suit cause I'm in the groomsman's party. And, um, so he's like, well, maybe you guys can just stay and relax and hang out while I go to the wedding and then, you know, just call you guys and, and whatever. And I said, okay, you know, that's, I guess that's what we can do. And I, I kind of thought, why wouldn't you bring your son to the wedding? And um, so weeks came closer to that wedding, and um, I noticed it was just, it wasn't weird. Like, you know, he was just very excited going, and then he's like, oh, but, you know, when I get back, babe, like, we'll do, like, a slow dance like you and me. Like, I, it's going to suck me not being able to dance with anyone. But, you know, of course, I'll call you Andre. Andre, um, you know, and we'll go from there, you know, not to make you feel bad for being at home. So he did exactly that. Like, he... Um, you know, contacting me throughout the night, but I noticed he didn't come home till almost like one in the morning. And that wedding started at three. And then he kept telling me that how the wedding delayed and that, um, you know, they had all these other things afterwards and they did the farewells. So I didn't really think much of it. Um, When he came home though, you know, he was happy to see us and everything like that. So then the next day um, he goes, yeah, you know, I want to be able to tell my parents about the news because, you know, it's past your your 13 weeks. Like, I wanted to make sure everything was okay and well. And I thought it was weird because it was – I know from the times I've met his parents, they go to bed really early, and the time he was leaving to go – um, it was, like, at 8 o'clock at night. I'm like, okay. I said, well, you know, why don't you take your son with you because it's his grandparents. He says, oh, no, because their house is under construction right now, and I don't think it's a good idea. And I said, okay, but it's his grandparents. And he's like, well, I thought we were going to tell my son, like, in a different way, you know, not in front of my parents. So, you know, again, I didn't think anything of it. He went out. And same thing, Uh, I would, you know, text him, say, how's everything going? You know, what have your parents said? He would go without texting me for, like, two hours, and I thought, that's not like him. You know, because every time he's at his parents' house, he'll reply right away. And he said, "Um, you know, I'm just shooting the shit with my dad here, and, um, you know, my mom and dad are so happy, about the baby and they said, congrats. And he's like, I'm just sobering up before I head home. You know, I love you all. I'll talk to you later. And I don't know why at that time, like I really had a ball feeling in my stomach and I'm like, just something's not right. Like all these signs. And you know, I, since I had his son with me at home, I'm like, I think the craziest thing if I did go was, you know, his son questioning me like, what are we doing? You know, This late at night in a car or, you know, I didn't want to be out to be the crazy person, but I just knew, you know, also in my head, what if I showed up there and his car wasn't there? So, you know, at the time when he came back home, I just went off on him and I said, what is going on? Like, this is not like you, you know, you usually do text me. I said, I have your son here with me It's one in the morning you know, that this is kind of disrespectful to me. You know, to at least tell me you're okay. And he's like, Well again, I don't you know, every time I'm with my family now, I wanna make sure my attention is focused hundred percent on them and you know, I don't I don't wanna to have to constantly be texting someone. So that's how he made me feel that he's not cheating, that I'm going crazy, that it's my pregnancy hormones, that, you know, I've he also told me, you've just been you know, you can't even allow me to enjoy my life knowing that our life is going to change. Like, I can't go out with my friends without you asking me, like, how's everything going? And I'm, it just, at that point, that's when I think I started having the weird feelings of something else was going on or he was living some type of double life. Um, so then I noticed, like, March, the beginning of March is when he really changed his colors. Like, uh, he would, his kisses weren't the same. And, you know, very short with me at, while he was at work, texting throughout the day, um, didn't call me sweetie or, you know, the nicknames we would have for each other. And so that week he was on the couch again, you know, just, how he is, like, pulling teeth, and I said, listen, I need to know what's going on between us, like, I just feel like there's just something really wrong, and if you don't talk to me, I can't fix it, and he says, I'm just not happy with the baby situation anymore, and, you know, at this point, I do, like, I want to continue my life how I had it planned going back to school, and, you know, I want you to get an abortion, and I said, how are you going to tell me this kind of so late in my pregnancy? Like we had everything figured out. He's like, well, you don't understand. Cause you don't want to listen to me. Like I've dealt with this before and I've, you know, dealt with caring and it's expensive and we're not, we're not ready. I'm not going to be happy mentally and all this stuff. And I remember our argument got so bad that I had to end up, um, going to the hospital cause I was bleeding. And, um, Luckily everything was okay when I um, you know, left the hospital and he called me a couple of times harassing my phone, just asking where was I because I had called his sister at the time to let her know what was going on. And apparently he told his sister that I'm just looking for attention in going to the hospital. And um I think kinda that's where the smear campaign started. Um and when she told me that, I was like, wow, I can't believe he had faced something so severe like that when, you know, I was bleeding and he didn't care. He just called me once I called his sister to tell her about the truth of what was going on. And, you know, I told her he's wanting me to have an abortion all of a sudden and, you know, look at the messages, you know, for proof. And I sent them to her. She's like, oh, my God, this is, you know, this is crazy. I can't believe he's acting like this with you. So I remember when I got home that the day after... Um, you know, I I said, so with everything going on now, is it going to still be like this? And he said, yeah, I think we just need to take some space for a week and figure things out. And I said, well, I guess I'll be going to some, you know, my mom's or somewhere else because I don't want to be in this type of environment, stressful environment. And, you know, if I have to go to the hospital again, it's going to be bad. So... I ended up moving with my mom, and we kept talking via text. um, A lot shorter, though, because I wanted to give him space and give myself space. And ultimately, it came down to where he's like, well, you know, I think we should just, you know, break the lease because you don't want to get an abortion. And, you know, maybe we can just figure things out later um, if we're living separately and go from there. So... I remember we broke the lease together, and that month technically, it, you know, the rent was paid. So in my head, I said, "Well, would you like to stay there with your son because it's closer to his school, and you know, work will be closer to my mom's, and you know, it, there's no harm in that because I, I wasn't going to live up there by myself." And he said, "Sure, you know that that's great, and I'll you know I'll always remember this because you know." you're being supportive once again, and even though we're kind of, you know, like, split or we're not sure what we're going to do with each other. So then weeks go by, and I'm at my mom's, and I'm like, he's just been so quiet lately. Like, you know, just just something's weird. And I remember I did a Google search of his name because, you know, he barely goes on, on Facebook or anything, but I'm like, there's just something telling me that if I Googled his name, something would come up. And I remember I Googled his name, and I saw a Pinterest account. And when I clicked on the Pinterest account, it's like his profile picture is of his son when he was a baby. So I'm like, you know, maybe it's something I never saw before, or you know, I shouldn't consider because, you know, it must be an old account. But as I'm scrolling down, I'm seeing these shared collaborations from, like, days ago. And that's when I'm like, oh, my God, what am I seeing? And there was this girl collaborating wedding ring ideas, um, wedding ideas, house ideas, and baby room ideas. And I remember my, my heart sank from that moment on. And I'm like, I think this is the person that I think he's cheating on me with. And... I confronted him and texted him. I said, Hey, um, I know this may sound weird, but like I was on Pinterest and, you know, it kind of recommended me to certain people and yours name came up and this is what came up. And I said, who's this person? And he's like, Oh wow. I haven't used Pinterest in like nine years. He's like, I don't know who that person is. He's like, I think it's a fake account. I'm like, well, if it's a fake account, why are they sharing things with you? And he's like, I don't know. Um, That's really weird. He's like, it could possibly be, um, you know, someone crazy. Like I've dealt with crazy in the past, like stalking. He's like, but I have no idea who that is. And I was like, okay. But again, like you can't collaborate pictures together unless someone approves it. And he just stayed quiet. He's like, again, you know, let's focus on us and getting back on track. Like, that should be the least of your worries. That's high school shit. You know, you need to stop. And I I was just like, oh, my God, like, how can I get past this? You know, it just doesn't make any sense. So throughout time, I think the second kind of wake-up call I got was someone that knows him um, reached out to me. And said, hey, I think we need to talk. Like, I know we haven't talked in a while, but it's just something I need to tell you. And, you know, I said, okay, you know, call me. So they called me and they told me that basically for the past couple weeks, um, his son was exposed to a pool at a girl's house. And his dad told his son, oh, you know, Daddy has a secret relationship right now that he doesn't want anyone to know about, that if um, he keeps his mouth shut and doesn't tell anyone, he'll get a bunch of Rocket League credit. And, you know, he just didn't want anyone knowing. So apparently his son, um, you know, had, you know, eventually told his, you know, his mom about the situation. And basically, that's how it got back to me. And so basically, I was like, oh, my gosh. And is, and I asked the person, I said, is it this person's name that I found on Pinterest? And she goes, yeah, it's the same name. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, I, I can't believe this. Like, I think that's when all these bricks just started falling on me, because I'm like, all this time that I was pictured as crazy with him, now the truth is coming out. And I said, you know, who is this person? Like, you know, how are they associated to knowing him? And the person told me, yeah, basically this is the person that he walked in the wedding with, which is the groom's sister that he has known for years. And I remember he told me he was going to walk in the wedding with um, the groom's sister, but that I should have nothing to worry about because they 've known each other for years, and she has a boyfriend and that's like a little sister to him
1: so you're you're telling you're telling the story very calmly um, and i mean how were you i mean it's, it's devastating to hear all this when you are, you know, not as a, not when you, it, I can't even get my words out. Uh, it's devastating to hear all of this kind of stuff, uh, even if you weren't pregnant and now you are pregnant as well. And your whole entire future that you thought you had is uh, like officially gone, Um and uh, so how how are you feeling in, the, like, are you um, crying a lot? Like, how are you trying to, ra- are you rationalizing kind of what's going on? Uh, how are you kind of staying calm? Like, are, are you reaching out to people? What happened with you in these moments?
0: Yeah, these, yeah, in these moments, like, uh, you know, I think the more and more that I reached out to family, and told them what was happening, or my friends, and they couldn't believe it. You know, they think of him as like the scum of the earth now, and how he was so good at having a mask on, you know, wanting all these things with me. Um, and it, it's taken me a lot of time, you know, to even talk calmly about the situation and, and not let, you know, feelings or emotions get into the way. Because um, I've just learned to accept, you know, like these types of people, they just will never have any you know, empathy or any type of feelings or responsibility for what they've done. Um, And that's kind of, you know, how I've taken the situation daily. Um, Yeah, I try not to think about my ex at all now. And I I just feel like the more I do, it'll just harm me in the long run of my recovery.
1: Um, Because this is, you know, this is still fresh for you. You You know, this happened... I guess, this this discard recently, officially. Yeah, Yeah. so this was, like, within the quarantine this happened.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, pretty much, like, when I found all this out, I did confront him as the last day of our move out in the apartment, and I was crying, and he finally admitted to who this person is, that she's, in fact, true, that they've been talking, And he didn't want to tell me for how long, but I took it as it must have been for a while because you guys have all these shared ideas of of getting married and stuff. And he's like, no, that's just her way of, you know, wanting us to have a future together. And, you know, I, I do, you know, I am sorry for everything, but I told you we had a chance at working out if he just would have had the abortion and, you know, this person actually is a nurse and, we have a lot in common. Um, you know, she lives out in Brandon where my parents do. So just made it seem like it was okay for him to just tell me the cheating that went on. And I told him, I said, you know, that situation that night where you went to call your parents that I was pregnant, did you in fact go and see her? And he said yes. So he confirmed her. It's been in there for me. Um but from that point, um, I know everything actually came out and leaked out to her family. And basically, she actually reached out to me to apologize, which I thought was weird, telling me, oh, you know, I, I found out what happened and that your pregnancy was real with your ex. And, you know, I'm so sorry for, for being the person that didn't know this was going on. And, um, you know, things between him and I are over with, and I just want you to know I'm so sorry because I dealt with the same type of situation with my daughter. And so her and I just talked for a little bit that night, and he actually the very next day, like, called my phone left and right, left and right, saying he wanted to talk and apologize. And, you know, I didn't know that's what, you know, hovering was at the time, and I gave him the chance to at least tell me, you know, what he needed to tell me, which he was like, you know, I want to go to therapy and I, you know, I don't know about us right now, but I I still want to be involved, um, you know, because you've always been there for me. So I want to, you know, keep our relationship. So then like weeks after that, he just completely changed again. And I left it alone at that. But just recently one of my friends confirmed where he's at um, in that area in Brandon mall that he was walking around the mall with the new supply and her daughter. So I know he lied to me multiple times afterwards saying him and her never saw each other again. Just like she told me um, that things were over between them because of what she found out. So um, I've left it at that. He's tried contacting me at least two to three times to ask how the baby's doing because um He claims that he still wants to be involved in some type of way, but I know it's just his new supply telling him that Um, because of the messages that she used to send me saying, you know, I did tell him he needs to apologize to you for what he's done, but that he still needs to be involved in your baby's life because, you know, it's the right thing to do. And I noticed a lot of his messages lately are, you know, it's the right thing to do, which is why I'm reaching out to you. So,
1: so. Where are you, my voice cracked there, where are you when it comes to this um, matter and him being involved uh, with uh, your child when your child is born and, you know, legally, what are you allowed to do Um, and do you want him involved?
0: You know, and that's such a great question because that's something that day by day I think of, ultimately, what am I going to do? Like, I know when I first found out the gender, I actually reached out to him to tell him, and he told me he wasn't happy about the situation, but that he appreciates me telling him the gender and how sick he got at work um, with the anxiety of the situation being real. So... I pretty much from that point on have taken it, like, I think it's just going to be mind games in the future. Um, How I'm kind of weighing out my decision right now is I I just, I think it's better for him not to be included, period. Um, Just seeing what his son has to go through now. And, you know, I wouldn't want my child going through situations in the future where they're going through you know, like a possible mom figure every couple of years, just like my dad did. And that's something I'm I'm starting to realize, too, with that behavior. In the long run, I just don't want it affecting my child. I just think as a narcissist, he wouldn't care regardless. Like, you know, he takes his, his first child as, you know, like a pawn between him and his ex, you know, given the situations that he still has feelings for her. But with mine, it's like you wanted to discard it, and I'll always feel that feeling in the future like i'm not sure if you know my child will be safe around someone that mentally unstable and they don't want to receive the help that they're supposed to get you know to be a better better father so i don't see him being a good father figure at all for our child um, i think eventually when my child's born, um, in september i just i i would not want him to know either which is hard um, you know, cause everyone's like, you know, how dumb is that? Like, you're not going to go after child support, but just looking at the laws and, and what he can and cannot do. I just don't want to give him that power over me, which, you know, he's done for years. So I just think it's in the best interest not to have him involved.
1: And when it comes to his ex-wife, um, have you ever spoken to her?
0: I have, and we talked a lot about um, her pregnancy because she did tell me that, uh, you know, what was factual from her situation in her marriage and what wasn't, and she did confirm that he actually cheated on her multiple times in their relationship and pregnancy. And, um, you know, eventually she she cheated on him because she figured things weren't going to Go anywhere. So, you know, the more I came to terms of his pattern, um, even though he made it seem like, you know, oh my gosh, like I was cheated on. But you know, what was the real reason? Um, you know, apparently he's had this same type of narcissistic behavior in the past with her. Um, you know, quitting his job, um, you know, smoking himself away, and you know, being lazy and. All these other things so I mean her and I, her and I still have a good relationship she definitely wants her son to know his sibling when he's born so I you know I definitely have that open communication with her which is good mm-hmm. I'm glad I still have that part at least yeah
1: and when it comes to your own healing and dealing uh with this uh have you been in therapy when and if you if you are uh, when did you start and what are the things you're dealing with the most
0: yeah actually um so i started therapy in march and i've been going every month and i want to say You know, my therapist. It's funny. He picked up right from the bat. Listen, I think you're dealing with a narcissist, and I really didn't know what that was. And he had to go into terms, and you know, told me to read these books about it. And um, you know, he's just telling me, you know, what everyone's told me that I'm. He's just so proud of me for overcoming, you know, all this adversity in such a short amount of time, and. You know, that I don't let anything faze me at this point. Um, you know, because I'm not going to lie, I was crying a lot. Um, I was under severe depression at one point. Um, you know, I started going back to church, you know, just being around more positive figures so that I'm not constantly thinking about the situation and kind of telling myself the situation is not going to change. Like, it's, it's up to me right now to do what I need to do to be a parent. Um, you know, something that he's not going to do and, you know, be the best one that I can be in the future. And, you know, with with a lot of a lot of words, you know, about karma, because I I truly believe in it. I I just know eventually I'm always pondering to suffer and he's not. But, you know, I, I know eventually you know, he'll get a taste of it from the universe. So, Um, But, yeah, I've just been trying to think very positively from from things and just thinking more of of what I can and cannot control Mm -hmm. about the situation.
1: And before uh, we leave today, um, do you have any uh, words of advice or wisdom for people that might be going through the same thing?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, for just any listeners that are not in my stage of being with the narcissist. You know, definitely those red flags that you see early on, don't ignore them. Um, You know, if it's come to a point where kind of I am, you just have to let your mind, you know, either create miracles or trigger disasters. And that's kind of like what I've been doing. I just have to keep thinking positive about the situation Um, be with supportive people that are going to make your life better. Um, Don't contemplate on what could I have done to change because it's nothing that you did. Um, You know, and the more knowledge that I know about a narcissist in general, you know, they do pick people or target people that will suit them in their best interest until they get bored. Um, So think of it as something that you did right all along, but you don't have to be that burden anymore for, you know, all the harm doing that they're going to be doing in the future. Um, And I have to think of it as, you know, he's with someone new right now that she knows nothing about or she'll soon realize it, but, you know, just think of it as a big blessing in the skies when when they discard you. You may not see it at first, but, um, you know, it's a great way to keep moving forward in life with what you want to do for yourself. That's the best advice I
1: can give. And I'm going to add one more thing. And that is, uh-huh. you know, listening to your story, uh, you were in this relationship for three years. And even though that you were in it for three years, there were these big moments where you had to trust your gut and trust your intuition and, go into, you know, check the computer or you had these pits in your stomach and you followed that. And if you didn't follow those things or um, follow up on on, on those uh, actual feelings, you might still be um, in the dark in a, in a lot of ways. And you might not be mentally where you are right now because sometimes when you're in these situations and you don't have that proof, Kind of what of what's going on, it's hard to um, let things go, and you were able to follow your intuition and and get the proof that you needed um, to um, move past things. Is, would you say that's fair?
0: Oh absolutely yeah, absolutely and it takes time. Um, you know it's okay to hurt, it's okay to cry, it's okay. To question yourself and you know just take take the situation day by day healing is different for everyone it may take people longer um, but just know that there's other people out there um, support groups you know therapy that that's just very crucial to the time of healing so.
1: and last thing before we say goodbye and what is the gender of your baby
0: uh, he's actually uh, it's a boy. Um, okay, and he's due September twelfth.
1: All right, and do you have do you have any names already picked out?
0: Yes, um, I think the perfect name just for you know this year with the pandemic and and everything that's happened, the situation that I've dealt with is uh, Phoenix. I just wanted something uh, you know like Phoenix the bird, just something rising from the ashes and, and starting all over. Um, but I think
1: that's the perfect name for, for, him. Well, that is beautiful. And I just want to thank you for being on the show with me today and sharing your story. Um, and I appreciate you being here and I pre, I think everyone who's listening appreciates you uh, being here and sharing with us today. So thank you from the bottom of my heart, uh, Montana, Uh, I hope you have a great day, and I'll check in with you uh, again um, as your story here unfolds and see how you are doing with your baby once September comes. And uh, for everyone else out there who is listening, I hope you have a good night.